Look around the high street and the effects of multiple overlapping crises is evident. Covid, its aftermath and the cost of living crisis are obviously bearing pressures upon our shared community. Several commercial properties are boarded up and with those that are managing to survive, one can only imagine the sort of trade-offs that they are forced to make. In the wake of this economic disruption, Izzy and I interviewed several small businesses to ask how they are managing to survive. In this podcast, we interview the owners of three independent businesses, Zest Cafe, St Andrew's Wine Company and Kirkwind Highland House. The answers given to our questioning by and large tend towards one big theme, that despite the real pressures, the increasing costs and reduced customer flows, small businesses are resilient. In all three cases, we have found owners who really cared about what they did, feeling a sense of satisfaction at their mission to provide something genuinely useful to what they perceive to be a shared community. And in all three cases, we found that more than just businesses were there, but people willing to innovate or bear the costs to keep St Andrews a more interesting, functioning and caring place. In other words, what we found was that despite the hardship, small businesses continue to hang on, regardless of the difficulty. This week on Saint Speaks, Resilience in Crisis, Small Businesses in St Andrews. And I'm here now with Jennifer, um, who um, runs... Kirkwind Highland House. Kirkwind Highland House, yeah. Um, Which is a sort of kilt hire. Kilt hire and kilt making we specialise in. Uh, Found just on sort of near the middle of South Street. Yes, Yes, halfway along South Street. Um, I just wanted to ask you a few questions about how the cost of living crisis has affected you. But I think first of all, maybe I want a bit of background about sort of who your customers are, what sort of business, what sort of business you are. What, 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 what is your typical customer that comes in? A typical customer is either a student looking to rent a kilt for a ball, somebody getting married to rent a kilt for their wedding, um, or somebody who wants to buy a full kilt outfit or a kilt um, for their 21st birthday or any other event. Yeah, and, and, and it, the majority of those uh, tend to be these days sort of American tourists, is that, is that, um, is that right? American tourists in the summer. American tourists in the summer. And locals throughout the year for weddings. Yeah. And students in the sort of winter months when students are here. And can I ask you, how long have you been, how long have you been here? Well, we're, um, we, we started in 1979, but in this particular shop we opened in 2005. We used to be in Market Street opposite Tesco's, but it was a tiny shop, so we moved here in 2005. And and do you think that recently uh, things have sort of, have the costs changed? Yes, massively. Massively, We've gone from about £90 a month for fuel, electricity and gas to about £400 a month. Yeah. And now all our our suppliers have put their prices up um, to cover their costs. We haven't yet, but we have to... um, so our prices are going to have to go up too shortly. And yeah. is it just you and your husband who work here, or do you employ people as we well? We have employees as well. We've also got a branch in Kirkcaldy. Okay, and have you felt some sense of responsibility to increase wages? As the we increased the wages at the start of. So that does that also like increase cost pressures? On yes, you as a everything's we've, we've yeah everything is just going out the door rather than coming in, so to speak. Do you th- do you think the situation at the moment is sustainable then? 
or is it? It is just, but only because we've been here for so long. We own the building, you know. We don't have the rent yeah. to pay. You know, we we're in a fortunate position that way because we've been around a long time. If we were quite new, I don't know if we would be able to survive it, to be honest. And since two thousand and five, what do you think have you seen has been the sort of trends in customer consumption? Has it definitely declined in recent years? And do you think that's due to sort of the culture of people don't need kilts too much, or more that they have? less money to spend on things like this well because we're quite specialist um it's dipped a little this year compared to other years but i think people generally getting married they're maybe pulling in the purse strings and and maybe putting off for another couple of years just until because everybody's struggling so we'll see how this year goes for weddings because weddings are main thing you know that's what we we do is kilt hires for weddings everything else is like a side line of it Mm. And obviously St Andrews is quite a tourist town as well. Do you see that sort of your business that you do changes and the amount of money you're able to bring in changes quite seasonally? Yes, definitely. I'd say May till September we're busy with tourists Mm. Um, and then in the winter it's completely dead. (laughs) And does that make a difference in sort of like how you're able to project costs and sort of ensure stability for the next year? That must be difficult. Yes, we have to really be careful through the winter to make funds last again yeah. to the summer. It's just like you build the bank account and then it just goes out again and then it climbs up every year. You know, it's just the same. It's always like that. And do you think that's quite representative of sort of local businesses around St Andrews? You... Yeah, I think I think it's, everybody's feeling exactly yeah. the same. You know, I think a lot of businesses will go in the next year yeah. because of the way things are. Obviously, we've seen like a lot of shops and things like that are closing yeah. all along the high street. Do you think that's also because students, they're more likely when they're here, obviously they make up a huge amount of, of the economy from September till May. Yeah. What do you think that sort of tells us about their spending habits? Because obviously there are like more cafes and restaurants springing up yeah. by, the, by the day. Do you think that students need to be encouraged maybe to like support the high street slightly more in that way? Yes, they are. But more and more people are shopping online and you know why why would you make the effort of going into a shop when you could be- get it from your bed on a Sunday morning <laughs> on your phone so yeah the trend is changing that way anyhow again we're quite fortunate because it's a very specialist thing you have to get measured for so you can't really mm-hmm. order it mm-hmm. on your phone the way you could a pair of shoes or something else so yeah but I think generally everything's changing do without you, this do you think it's becoming harder to become to be a niche yeah. specialist shop Yes, it is, because the high streets are all dying and people aren't coming into towns anymore. I mean, St Andrews is different because it's a small town and it's got the students, but general towns, I think, people aren't going in and the high streets are all just slowly dying. As someone who's lived in St Andrews um, and sort of seen it change over time, would you say that like that sort of change has been marked slash remarkable? I think more now than ever the amount of shops that are going out this is starting to really notice you never noticed it in St yeah. Andrews because it it's like a little niche place that, that supports with the students and the tourists it's always had businesses but I'd say this year you're noticing more and more they're all just slowly quietly closing and obviously local businesses are super important to the economy in general obviously with um, with uh, the cost of living crisis, the government have been giving individuals like money to support their energy bills and families some help. Do you feel that local and national governments are sort of understanding the 
the needs of small businesses? No, no, we're not getting anything really. They did say we would get a little bit of reduction in the electricity, but we've yet to see that. Okay. So no, it's we're always sort of slightly left out. Small business, I think, big, big business is we we get sort of branched in with the same thing, but um, we don't seem to get much benefit that way. And as well said, do you think that in the end this will be sustainable? Do you see this shop still being here in 10, 20, 30 years' time? I would like to think so, yes. Yeah. Are there changes that need to be made in order to ensure that? We just have to turn our, tighten our purse strings and we will have to increase our prices slightly, but we're a traditional... You know, people want a proper kilt. This is where they come, so as long as there's kilts... I <laughs> guess if, if, if not in St Andrews, like where? Like this is this is the sort of place that, that yes. has to be providing that sort of yes, stuff. Yes, exactly. Um, I mean, there are imports from China and India that people will get and you'll buy them in the Royal Mile in Edinburgh for 50 quid, but it's not a proper kilt, it's not handmade, it's not wool. Um, so we are a niche that way, so hopefully people will recognise quality and keep coming. In the case of Kirkwind Highland House, we see demonstrated the genuine resilience of small businesses evidenced. A determination to tighten belts rather than give in to the pressures of the market indicates why small businesses are unlikely to fall in the face of intense pressures. Pressures are real, prices are rising and bills are skyrocketing, as we heard, which is only compounded by the unpredictable seasonal quality of the St Andrews market, making long-term planning difficult. Yet Kirkwind Highland House sees itself as a viable business in the long term, and there is a steely determination to make it so. Uh, we're here at St Andrews Wine Company with Peter. Hi. Um, would you mind telling me a bit about St Andrews Wine Company? How long have you been going? What's your sort of, what's, what, what do you do, I guess? Yeah, well, um, I've, I've sold wine in St Andrews now for 22 years, um, and about a decade ago I decided to set up my own company. Um, the idea behind it is to sort of celebrate small producers, family-run companies, um, and, and, and the majority of my wines come from that. Um, uh, but the, the main focus is to, to, to provide wines that people drink. That's the, that's the concept of it. Um, and I think uh, we've sort of achieved that. You know, we, 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 we want people who are enjoying wine, drinking wine, to, to come in and, 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 and see what we do, really. Yeah, and I guess... Maybe just what sort? What's your market? So you say it was varied. Is that is yeah? That, I mean, basically, like... basically, we've you know from students, uh, um, you know, students play a big part of our business uh, through to things like uh, you know we've got you know a lot of university staff come in. Plus, you've got you know all the little villages around here and and people who maybe work in Edinburgh, work in Dundee, whatever. They 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 come here and and buy wine from me. We do you know deliver. COVID really transformed our delivery. Um, uh, model, so uh, you know, people didn't really think of us as as a place that would deliver for them. So, uh, so that's what we do. We we, we deliver locally for free, um, and uh, we also ship things nationwide. So, really, we're a broad spectrum. If people want wine, and and they want something interesting and yeah. and, and oh, not even interesting mainstream stuff, but but just from small family-run companies, that's what we do. Um, and I guess now I've got a sense of sort of what the business is. I was wondering how you've been affected by recent trends. I, I, I guess there's been a lot of closures 
in St Andrews recently, and yeah. self-evidently some mm. small businesses, especially independent ones, are under a little bit of pressure. I think Have I you think felt that. I think everybody's under under a little bit of pressure. You know, you, you know. Yesterday, yesterday I renegotiated my my electricity bill and it doubled. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, everyone's under under pressure. Um, uh, but um, but I think what you see in St Andrews is that the shops that close a lot more tend to be the chains. So you see Paper Chase, they've closed. You yeah. see Jewels, they've closed. Um, the, the independent businesses, you know, people like myself, like Rocker, Gorgeous, you know, they, they, they all tend to stay. And the simple reason is it's our livelihood. You know, yeah. it's not it's not a shareholder. This is a this is a this is this is our bread and butter. This is what feeds our families, and so we have to make it work. Yeah. You know, there's there's no there's no there's no issue in that. We've got to make it work, and and that's and so um, I think you see a bit more resilience amongst small businesses because they have to survive; otherwise, they don't have an income. Whereas chains, they can say, well, that shop's not doing particularly well. Let's close it and reinvest that money somewhere else. So, so I think, I think uh, whereas everyone is under pressure, I think independent businesses, you'll see a bit more resilience in a town like this. Yeah, and I guess also, I, I mean, I don't know. I think having that personal, that, that personal connection, which self-evidently is something that the St. Andrews Wine Company brings, but like I've, I've been around... Several other small businesses, and they certainly provide that too. That's definitely a big draw as well. I think so, yeah. And I'm not, I'm not sure why Ifson and Andrews provides that more than others, but it certainly feels like it does. There's a, there's a reason that St Andrews is called the bubble. Yeah. In the fact that when you, when, you know, particularly for students, when you come here, you, you know, there's a reason you come to St Andrews and you don't go to a big city. Yeah. Okay, now that will be different for everybody. Um, uh, there, there are reasons for this, but but there is, uh, you know, there is an element of St Andrews which is just, you know, it's it is a small town which has a major university and a major tourist attraction in it. Yeah. Um, and so what it allows St Andrews to do is the draw of that student body, and the draw of that uh, tourism allows St Andrews to maybe have businesses like this, which yeah. maybe wouldn't work in an in an equivalent population you know, small Scottish seaside town. You know, yeah. if, if you go to, to places, um, you know, around Scotland uh, and you see, you know, what may have been Victorian seaside towns, they're not, they don't have shops like this. So they don't have an Italian deli or they don't have an alpaca uh, yeah, clothing yeah. shop. You know, there's, and that's why this town can, can, can so, survive so a bit So do you more. think that's, like, obviously not all to do with students, but like... Uh, I mean, their presence almost the entire year round, and when they're not here, it's sort of like you've got golfers. Is that is that sort of is that sort of like why, sort of what? sort of like that? Because I mean, basically, and and you've got to remember that I'm just speaking from a, from a wine yeah. shop perspective. But what you see in St Andrews is, is is it's a rolling population. So I'll give you an example. You know, beginning of January, nobody's here. It's the locals, and they're not spending any money. Then the students come back in February. Students spend a bit of money. They're here till let's say. May-ish time, then the tourists kick in. So as the students leave, the, 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 the tourists come in. Tourists are here throughout the summer. So from a, from, a, from a shop perspective, maybe what we sell changes. Yes. So maybe it goes a bit more whiskey and you know, gin and things like that rather than wine. Um, and then when the tourists start leaving, 
the students come back. And then when the students leave at Christmas, the locals spend more money. And that's how it sort of rolls. So what you find is, from a wine store perspective, there's a consistency. And it just depends on who is here at the time as to who is spending the money. Yeah, I guess that's interesting because a lot lot of other shops, I think, really struggle with that seasonality because they can yeah. cater for, like, I think a lot of sh- shops cater for, for example, the student. Exactly. The student you, experience. I you, mean, like, cafes, I think, primarily. Exactly. You, you, look at, you look at some maybe takeaway food places and things like that. They'll do roaring trade when the students are here and then when the tourists are here, they don't necessarily do that well. Other shops will do brilliant trade when the tourists are here and when the students are here, not so much. My shop is much more... We don't have the peaks and the troughs. Yeah. We, 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 we sort of have a, have a nice consistency and it's the product that changes that we're yeah. selling rather than, you know, all of a sudden we have loads of customers and then none. Um, it's not like that. It's just the product that changes for us. Yeah, and I guess, I guess maybe finally sort of like related to you personally, mm-hmm. I think what's also self-evident is someone that really knows what what this market needs at particular points. That sort of like wealth and wealth of, and depth of experience. That's something that uh, a market like St Andrews needs. I think so, and I think uh, I think particularly when it comes to the student market, what you can't do is be the shopkeeper yeah. and and have a distance from. Uh, from the the student body, you know, yeah. this is my shop, but you can't do that. We 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 have always, be, you know, when I started this shop and before when I worked it for other for other retailers, um, I've always made the shop a friendly place for students, because I think the important thing is is not to street, teach treat students like students, treat them treat them like people. Yeah, and and um, we saw that during lockdown in the fact that. Uh, you know, students who were here, I hadn't spoken to them for five years. Uh, but the second that COVID hit, um, we got emails saying, I'm placing an order with you. We want to help you survive this. Yeah. Now, these were students I hadn't seen for, for, for five years. And they, they, they'd gone away. They'd done whatever they did. They, they got a job and, and they just said, right, you know, I'm stuck in my house. I, I need. I need some. Yeah. I need, I'm going to need some wine. <laughs> Who can I buy it from? Well, I remember Peter's shop. Yeah. And so we we do have a really strong connection with the student body here in the fact that we you know they're our pals. You know we yeah. we, we 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 genuinely become friends with them, and and when they come back for weddings and things, you know, inevitably they come here to just see how we are. Yeah. And and it, even if it's just that sort of how you doing, how's the family, that sort of thing, it's 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 a lovely lovely place to be in business. I love it here. I, yeah. I really do. It's 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 a it's a fantastic town to be in. And as I'm getting older, um, I think it means that the you know the student body keep me younger. Yeah. And so it's sort of you know it's a, it's 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 lovely because I started running wine shops when I you know effectively graduate age. I was yeah. I was I was 22. And so, uh, so I've you know grown up, had a family, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and 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 I'm still I'm still uh, you know enjoying the, the the university town really. That's wonderful. Thank you, Peter. My pleasure. As we've heard, Peter provides examples of a few things. First, that not everyone is struggling, even if costs have risen, and there's a good degree of nuance to a relatively complex picture. Second that small businesses often have real advantage over big ones in a market like St Andrews. Peter clearly knows his stuff, what he sells well and what should be stocked at certain moments of the year. 
He's also a real person, someone that people build connections with over time, which is not often the case with large businesses, which are often chains. In a highly seasonal and highly unusual market, Peter's intimate knowledge gives him a competitive edge over a lot of bigger businesses and chains. In other words, St Andrew's unusual market gives the little guys a chance to do well, even in moments of crisis. So I'm here with Lisa. Hi. And, and you own Zest, is that right? Yes. yes. Um, and how long have you been in town? Um, I've owned Zest since 2008, so um, 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and what would you say the, I think, unique context of St Andrews is? Like, who are your customers? Who do you rely on? Um, let's maybe start with that and then we can get into the specific crisis at the moment. <laughs> um, yeah, St Andrews is um, different. It's kind of like a bubble. Um, so we've had different challenges from different areas and in some ways St Andrews we've been shielded from a lot of the um, problems that have been going on with the economy yeah. um, because of the, the socio-economic makeup of the town um, so it has been slightly different so if you compare like how things have been for us here in St Andrews to how a hospitality business has had to cope that might be in an area like leaving it's it's very very different. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And and do you think do you think um like the variation in people that do sort of come to Zest or like shops generally in St Andrews? Do you think that makes a difference to? Uh, do you think that makes a difference to how like it is to be a small business in St Andrews? Like you're relying on students, then you're relying on ch- tourists. I mean, you've got locals throughout, but yeah, it's a different customer base, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, well, most of our customers, our regulars, are, are local people um, who live and work in the town. Yeah, and people who know what we do and our social sort of vision and mission. Yeah, and, and they understand that. And they understand that our team have additional support needs. And that's kind of our, our USB. And people come to support you because of that. So yeah. it, it has been great during COVID. We've had a lot more support than, because of that than other businesses may have had. Yeah. Um, but because of the makeup of the town, because you've got so many students and a lot of the academics who work in the town, um, a lot of them live outside. Yeah. So when COVID hit, then just it was a mass exodus of people trying to get home and working from home. So while other businesses could do takeaway only, we couldn't because there wasn't enough people physically in town with no students, no university staff, no tourists, then opening and doing takeaway yeah. was not feasible when you've got hardly anybody physically left in town. Whereas in other towns, people would still have that local base and that consistent workers. So, yeah. you know. So in a sense, your reliance on such like a sturdy local base of loyal customers, in in, in a sense, because they're all living slightly outside of town, yeah. was quite difficult for you in COVID. Yeah, we just had to close completely yeah. and didn't have the option to do takeaway only because there was no people physically here. Yeah. Um, whereas if you were in a town, like, leaving, then pop- there would still be that local population still there. Yeah. So you could do takeaway only and still have a bit of an income. But we just had to come 
completely close every lockdown. Yeah, and I, I guess as like a, a self-run business, you might not have the, the, the pockets of some of these other <laughs> high street high street shops to sort of dig into in times of crisis. Is yeah, that, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's been really really tough. Um, yeah. So. On one side, it's it's been difficult. On the other side, it forces you to really dig into your financials and look at your strategic planning, yeah, and really sort of look at the minutiae yeah. and use that for how do, where can we make changes, where can we improve, and it really forces you to take that in depth look. Um, but also, you have to have your team involved, so teaching people about how the business works I've been really sort of proactive I've been teaching them how do you cost products how much does it cost to run the business how does the finances work yeah. and the guys have been learning that and then since they've been learning more about you know what, how much things cost and how much you need to pay out they've got a better understanding so they're able to come up with well why don't we do it this way and yeah. bring different ideas to the table which I maybe wouldn't have had myself yeah, so in a way, the crisis has necessitated some innovative thinking on that front. Quite a lot of yeah, innovative quite a thinking. Lot. Um, because I got, had long COVID as well. Um, oh, I'm so sorry I to had, hear that. I had extreme brain fog. I basically went from running everything and doing like HR, finance, marketing, yeah. everything, to not being able to do anything. Yeah. So when my brain actually did work so the guys basically took on a lot of my role and learned a lot of the things that I was doing so for contingency planning we're actually a lot stronger now yeah because we we looked at the skills and looked at what gaps there was and what would happen if I was out the picture yeah and then we built on those skills to fill in those gaps so that so we've it's actually made us more secure and stronger to cope with things in the future so that's really interesting because that sounds like almost you are acting as as this like part of the community in quite an important sense in that you are you are allowing this business to be strongly embedded within the community in terms of like like everyone has a stake in in the continuity of zest would you say that's true is that part of your mission as well yeah, yeah definitely yeah. well one of the things that we're starting to look at is would we maybe want to be employee owned yeah um, we don't know yet we don't know if that's the right thing the guys don't know if that's exactly what they want but we want to check it out and find out but yeah very much embedded in the community because all our staff are people living in the local area and most of them have had difficulties with employment through disability yeah and most of our guys have like hidden disabilities so it might be autistic or have learning difficulties or anxiety, depression, which all throw up like barriers to getting employment. Yeah. So our profits go in giving people that sort of six to 12 months that they need to get confident and bed in. That's really interesting. And I guess this hasn't just been COVID. There's also been this new crisis, cost of living, on top of that, yeah. has that been very difficult, especially in the midst of, I think as you were saying just before the podcast, like this was meant to be the time when you were going to recover, yeah. yet you've got all these, you've got increased prices of everything. And I, I've heard that it's especially bad in regards to food and heating, yeah. which I imagine are two of your primary costs. I think it's actually probably been worse because one, consumers don't know about how much things are costing you. Yeah. They just see the prices going up and they hear it on the news, but 
they don't know the actual what's going on behind the scenes. People are not seeing buying a box of eggs that would have cost us £35 and now costing £65. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. And, and I guess, a sort of, do you find that you are having to bear a lot of those costs or, or do you pass them on to the consumer or what, what's, what's, what, what? I mean, it's a bit of both, obviously, but like in terms of in terms of you prioritising just keeping your customer base, or, yeah. or what what what's your strategy? Well, that's where you're quite lucky with St Andrews because the socio-economic group. There's a lot of people who've got a higher disposable income yeah. who are not as hit as strongly um, by the cost of living increase than if they were in other areas. I mean, it's devastated other areas. Yeah. A lot of my friends in Glasgow are just having to close down because the customer base just can't afford to pay £3.30 for a latte. And so they just don't spend because, you know, if more of your income is spent on things like necessities and food, then that's your priority. Everything else, any luxuries, goes out the window. Yeah. Um, the higher the income that you have, then that smaller proportion of your income is spent on necessities, so you still have that slight disposable income. And for being a cafe as well, you're in a different position, so people might start to cut back on things like going out for a three-course dinner or a meal, which is where restaurants are struggling more. But you still want to be able to go out and have a small treat or meet people and feel part of the community. So then it becomes your cafe is the lower cost option yeah. for going out. So it means that we fare a little bit better. You're still losing some of that custom, yeah. but you're not as badly hit as maybe like a restaurant, especially a higher end restaurant might be. Yeah. And and I guess what do you see the St Andrews do you think that the future for the St Andrews High Street is I mean what what do you think that future looks like if you if you don't if you don't mind me asking because I mean there are there's closures all over the high street and and yeah and 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 and, and I think that lots of lots of businesses that we've interviewed are are really struggling in the long term it seems yeah I think St Andrews is a really resilient town yeah and there was, you know, a lot of talk about oh, there's seven empty properties, and empty commercial properties is an economic indicator of how the health of an area. Yeah. Um, but from my point of view, I'm like, well, it's only it's seven, it's not ideal. But when you compare that to other high streets, then it's a huge difference. Yeah. Huge difference. And there's still other businesses wanting to come to St Andrews. It's still an attractive area because you have that sort of guaranteed tourist season coming in. Yeah. Bar another COVID. Um, so it's still a desirable area. Um, so I don't think that the high street here has anything to worry about. Individual businesses, yes, it's tough. And people will go down. People will fill that spot. Yeah. Um, but more could be done to help businesses to stop people going out of business and stop people losing. Zest's example highlights how crisis has asymmetrically affected some businesses. The double crisis of Covid and cost of living has placed immense pressure upon the cafe. Yet, by the sounds of it, once again Zest is coping. 
In part, it seems, Zest wants to make things work because it believes that it is in some way morally and practically beneficial for the community Lisa cares about. And to this extent, it's not just about profit and profitability. The strength and depth of motivation goes way beyond that for small businesses like this. More broadly, in our interview with Lisa, what I noticed, as in the previous two interviews, is that one word kept on cropping up. Resilience. Undoubtedly, this is the key theme throughout. Small businesses feel the heat and the pressure, but continue fighting in spite of, and often because of it. Thanks for listening. Thanks to Kirkwind Highland House, Zest Cafe, and the St Andrews Wine Company for their contributions. You can find Kirkwind Highland House on South Street, near St Mary's College. You can find Zest Cafe close by, the other side of South Street, and St Andrews Wine Company is located halfway up Bell Street. This podcast was edited and produced by William Finlater and Isabel Lopesher. We'll be back next week.